0: Let's get all sorted. I'm James. And I'm Jeff. Today we take a look at how LEGO hit their highest heights. Only to come crashing down like a pile of automatic binding bricks. As always, if you want to check out links to everything we're talking about today, head over to BreakingDads.com. 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 You can also leave us comments there or find us on Twitter. I'm at StillSorting. And if you like what we're doing, please let someone else know about our podcast. Spread the word however you can. We are always very grateful. Yes, today's recommendation is that you uh, build a giant laser and write all sorted on the moon. That seems uh, not like a big request at all. Nope. I think that's very realistic. You can probably use Lego parts. I bet you can. That's a good Lego challenge. Yes. Anyway, as we move away from defacing the moon. <laughs> on to uh picking up where we left off last episode, Kiel Kirk Christensen had just become the third generation of Kirk Christensen to ascend to the head of Lego. For those of you reading the notes on the website, you will notice that Kiel's surname is spelled differently than his forefathers, as there was a slight mistake on his birth certificate and Kiel gained a K and lost the CH in Christensen. But look, this is a family that is famous for their ability to make great toys not for filling out forms. Yeah, bureaucracy. Yes. Turning back to Lego, Kield proved quite adept at building on the Lego system that his father had invented. Having already added the minifigure and splitting production up into different lines and themes, giving birth to the classic castle, space, and town themes along the way, Lego was exploding in popularity. In fact, under Kield's leadership, Lego would double in size every five years over the next 15 years. Wow. It's a pretty good growth rate. Uh, So... Let's get started. Not everything was minifigs and classic themes, as by 1979, LEGO would launch two new lines, both designed to broaden LEGO's appeal. Fabuland, with its primary colors, simpler builds, and anthropomorphic character-driven stories, was designed to transition children between Duplo and the main LEGO system sets. And it proved to be an enduring classic, which even today has the ability to create obsessions nightmares among modern AFOLs. Don't know what you're talking about. Yes. Is it every night that you wake up screaming Fabuland, no, or no, is it Wednesdays? It's just Wednesdays. <laughs> it's good. And then Scala. It was the Lego for girls line that no one asked for and no one wanted as girls in 1979 were perfectly happy to play with the same Lego sets the boys were playing with. Now, why would you settle for building simplistic jewelry out of Lego plates when you could be building two knights jousting for the queen's amusement or an epic spaceship to explore the galaxy or even a nice little snack bar where the knight and the spaceman can grab a bite to eat before their next adventure? How are you going to sustain 50% growth if you you don't diversify That's sets that people don't need? That's right. Here, put on this plastic ring with two studs on it and then put a tile on that and Boom! Jewelry. Don't you feel creative? (laughs) Like you made something? In 1980, Lego established the Educational Products Department. Keele believed strongly in an intellectual development through play and wanted to offer educators the ability to cover a wide range of curriculum within science, technology, engineering, and math in a fun, hands-on way by integrating Lego bricks into schools. Now, it just so happened with the Cold War heating up in 1980, this integration into the classroom also allowed Lego to position itself as not just a toy, but as an invaluable tool for improving children's intellect, unintentionally playing on Western families' fears of falling behind the USSR in academic achievement." I thought this was going to have something to do with the KGB, some <laughs> spy communication, no? No, I, no, as far as I know, there has been no spy stories about Lego. Of course there hasn't. Just giant theft rings. There's just people dead is all that happens. <laughs> when they, They're not going to talk about that. That will never escape the bowels of Lego. I think in modern times with freedom of information, we would have got, we would have heard something. The Lego papers. Like, like the New York Times would have written that article if it existed. Yeah, it's true. So I'm going to say, no, the only spy Lego is Lego spy themes where it involves little plastic men. As it should be. As it should be. Now, LEGO has been making expert builder sets since 1977, and these sets were aimed at children ages 9 and up and featured a series of specialized beams and connectors to enable more realistic machine builds. Kield hoped that these new, more advanced sets would keep children playing with LEGO into their early teens. Unfortunately, for the most part, young teens were not interested. However, young men aged 25 to 40 started to discover these sets, and the first as-yet-unnamed adult LEGO fans began buying Lego sets on a regular basis. Hmm. Interesting sub-development there. Unintentional consequences. That might be a theme that pops up more often. Fire and unintentional consequences. That is the story of Lego. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Lego (laughs) hires the design firm Papermint to develop a logo for the expert builder line, which they plan to rename Lego Technic. Or Lego Technique, if you would like to pronounce it that way. I I can't. Although it is, is it what? Some people call it Technique. How is that Technique? I don't know. It looks like technique to me. A flat, but maybe with the the, like. I I don't know. I'm not the one pronouncing. All I know is if somebody tells me I'm mispronouncing something, I'm going to believe them nine (laughs) times out of ten. (laughs) My track record is not really good. Hey, Joe. Here's some words you uh, mispronounce, James. That's a dictionary. if if you went to me and said uh it's joms yeah <laughs> you've been mispronouncing it i'd be like yeah i probably have i, I had a friend for a while that called me um, yeah joms joms really joms. yeah i've been called variety you wouldn't think so but no it's possible to mispronounce james <laughs> have you been called jammy jams i have not I, <laughs> I feel like that's my new thing i feel like everyone on twitter should uh go hey at epic gumdrop hey jammy jams. how you doing jammy jams <laughs> That, 1980 that would after. not make me happy at all if a whole bunch of people did that no. after hearing this.: So What happened in 1981? Oh, you want me to move on? <laughs> no, well, jammy jams. 1981 brings us the first Lego World show in Denmark. More than 800,000 Lego bricks are used to create the cha- traveling Lego show that will travel around the world, showing children the limitless possibility of Lego that Lego bricks provide. A giant Lego castle is built to be the entrance to the show and takes over 100 working days to design and build. From 225,764 bricks. Yikes. It's very rare where you get a uh, giant build where they're that specific with the brick count, which is nice. And Um, it was 400 employees that had to count it all. And just imagine how much more epic that castle would have been if it had been 225,765 bricks. But no. No. No, they said that's enough. In, oh, here we go. Hornstedt, Germany. Yep, nailed it. (laughs) You want to take a crack at it? Uh, Hohenweststedt? Wow, that's I don't know. really different than when I was going with I, I don't know. Look, look at our show notes. <laughs> We're sorry, Germany. At a town in Germany, uh, they renamed a street Lego Strauss in honor of Lego's first ever foreign sales office, which was established in 1956. So you could live on Lego Street in that town in that's Germany. That's pretty awesome. Yes. A new plant for decorating, assembling, and packaging and warehousing uh, was opened in Bar, Switzerland. And the Scala line is canceled. Just two years after being introduced. What? I know, right? Nobody saw that coming. That's really unfortunate that you got that Scala Forever tattoo <laughs> with a bracelet tattoo on. It's really <laughs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> Girls somehow survived the loss by continuing to play with the Lego that they had already been playing with. Man. Yes. Yeah. They were like Scala. I've never even heard of what? Yes. I've just been busy over here with my awesome Lego. Yeah, I'm sorry, my space castle couldn't hear your jewelry. Uh, In 1982, Lego celebrates its 50th anniversary, 48 years after they officially changed the company's name to Lego, and 66 years after Ole Kirk first bought his wood shop. But hey, at least this is 25 years after the 25th anniversary. Yeah, there we go. So, math. Uh, Lego South Africa is established the Lego fiction department is established. Hmm. So now they can publish, I guess, only fictional stories, no histories. Strange, strange Lego fan fiction. Luckily, that was not a thing back, no. back then. That's yeah. really important because um, I don't know what it would have been like. By 1983, Lego has grown to 3,700 employees worldwide. It's a big number. Wow. Yes, for the 80s, yeah. for a toy company that makes one product. Have you ever worked for a company that had thirty seven hundred employees I worldwide? I have, but you couldn't. You can't have those people in the same room. No, no. <laughs> it's, just, just barbecues just are a little out of control. The roll call at that meeting, yeah, <laughs> alone. They also in nineteen eighty three launched Duplo Baby with Lego not being content to simply sell toys to children that have developed a sense of self. Lego introduces a line of toys for infants consisting of large pieces that babies can't swallow, which I think would be the main thing. Yeah, in a line of toys for infants. Uh, Lego now hopes children will be playing with their toys from birth to teenagehood. They still have a hard time understanding those few customers that never stop playing with Lego well into adulthood. Uh, In 1984, Lego began to face increased competition by copycat brands that rolled out at the end of Lego's stud-and-tube patent life. Tyco Toys introduced the Tyco Superblocks, a clone of Lego manufactured in China and designed to sell at a fraction of the price of Lego. Lego attempted to halt Tycho's superblock production through a long series of lawsuits that would eventually cost Tyco over $3 million. Uh, Lego was unable to prevent Tyco from continuing to sell the superblocks, but it was able to prevent Tyco from using the phrases, works with Lego and, if you can't tell the difference, why pay the difference, in their ad campaigns and on their packaging. I'm glad uh, copyright and issues like that have really gone away and yeah. it's nothing that lego has to be concerned about anymore nope they're definitely a company that uh they're like yeah we did all our lawsuits and that's it we're done yeah, and yeah. now anybody you used to be able to tell the difference between the clone brands you know now you now you can't and that it, seems to have and you know ended the whole issue i'd have to say that lego and um disney they really got together and said you know what enough with this litigating yeah <laughs> let's just let people make the best things they can exactly yeah for sure The other thing that happened in 1984 was that Lego partnered with McDonald's in the USA and Canada to include actual Lego and Duplo sets in Happy Meals. Duplo sets for kids under three gave us uh, a bird, a boat with a sailor. That's pretty good. I'd rather have the boat with a sailor than a bird, I guess. I don't know. I I think I remember these. Well, this is the other thing. So the Lego sets are a truck, a ship, an airplane, and a helicopter, which I totally remember building when I was six but would have never remembered had I not found it while researching ah, this episode. It yeah. was a very simple yellow helicopter. As soon as I saw the image of the package, just vivid memory of opening it up and building it in the restaurant hmm. hit me. And I'm like, man, my, my parents took me to McDonald's when I was six. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> that was inevitability in 1984. Yeah, yeah I would say uh, they just succumbed to the advertising. Not a chance. Uh, 1984 also saw Lego Brazil be established, Lego Korea, Lego built a factory in uh, Manusas, Brazil, and Lego Expert Builder is renamed Lego Technic. By 1985, Lego has now grown to around 5,000 employees, 3,000 of them in Billund. To put this number in perspective, the town of Billund had a population of around 300 people when Ole Kirk started making toys. Wow. Yes. Uh, when Gottfried took over the business in the 50s, the population had hit 500 people. During the Lego boom years of the 70s, Billund's population would grow to about uh, 2,065 residents, or quadruple the population of 20 years ago. That's amazing. Um, all of this growth is directly attributed to the growth of Lego. And now, as we are at this point in the timeline in 1985, there are more employees working at Lego headquarters in Billund than the population of the town itself as most employees commute an hour or more every day from larger surrounding cities. Wow. Yes. I can't think of any other business where when the employees show up, they outnumber the place where the the factory is. And and everyone else living in town is just a support service. Pretty well, yeah. like lunch places and... Um, Especially since 1985, Legoland is well-established, so there's actual tourist-based economy supporting a town of less than 3,000 people. (laughs) Yeah, that's odd. Um, the other big thing is that Mersk Air begins international flights out of Billund Airport, making this airport, built in a town with less than 3,000 people living in it, the second largest international airport in Denmark. This is also the year the Lego Prize is founded. Uh, an award of 750,000 Danish krona is awarded to Save the Children UK for exceptional efforts on behalf of children. Uh, now, I would like to thank listener Alexander Woods for tweeting me the correct pronunciation of krona, and improving my Danish a little bit. Now, if I could just learn to pronounce any name correctly at any point. <laughs> it's an improvement. I'm pretty happy about it. Baby steps. Um, Lego uh, also establishes a procurement department in Korea, and they begin working with Professor Pappert at MIT, co-developed the Logo programming language designed as a tool to improve the way children think and solve problems. Logo gave rise to the turtle graphics programs that every child my age spent many hours typing commands, trying to make a turtle-shaped cursor draw pictures. Uh, that is when we weren't busy playing Oregon Trails. That's true. <laughs> now, our younger listeners may not have understood a single word of what I just said, but a great many of our listeners around the age of 40 just lit up with memories of drawing circles and watching our wives die of cholera. Or a other dysentery. Dysentery, absolutely. Terrible. And deciding how many oxen you wanted to buy. Oh, no. But uh, Professor Papert had nothing to do with Oregon Trails. Everything okay. to do there with go. the turtle graphics. Professor Papert wrote a book in 1980 titled Mindstorms, Children, Computers, and Powerful Ideas, which was published by Basic Books in 1980. The book advocates student-centered discovery learning where students use information they already know to acquire more knowledge through hands-on projects. Ideals that line up well with uh, Kield's belief in intellectual development through play. In 1986, Gottfried Kirk Christensen resigns as chairman of the board of LEGO Systems AS and LEGO Overseas, and Kield Kirk Christensen takes over. Kield is now in charge of all aspects of LEGO's operations. LEGO Fiction is renamed LEGO Publishing, a much more inclusive name. Good choice. The Technic figure debuts, allowing LEGO Technic sets to have a drivers and operators rather than always sitting empty, which I always found weird. Yeah. And I still kind of do now that the Technic figure has gone away. It's just foreshadowing of the uh, cyborg apocalypse that we're going to have. Is it the cyborg apocalypse or just automated vehicles? Automated vehicles. Well, the vehicles are the cyborgs. Right. I don't think that's the technical definition. No. (laughs) That's just how you'd like to think of it in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, look, a cyborg. Oh, look, a dump truck that's going to kill us all. (laughs) Well, that was a Spielberg movie around this time. I actually think that that came out. Oh, Stephen King. Was it, are you, no, no Spielberg. Spielberg made that movie oh, before AI. he made Jaws. Right. right. I was telling no, no, thinking no, of Maximum no, no. Overdrive. No, 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 no. The one with the truck that tries to kill everybody. What? I did I miss? I missed that one. How could you miss that one? That's the reason they gave him the money to make Jaws. Wow. Yeah. I do not remember. I can't that. remember what it was called. No. But it was an it was an autonomous truck that was out for revenge. Obviously. Or at least you never see the driver. I don't know. Anyway. It's a good thing we're staying focused on this episode (laughs) because we've already made it all the way to 1986. Wow. Yes. Light and sound bricks debut, making Lego more fun to play with in the dark, leading to a sharp rise in parental foot pain. Uh, Also, children no longer have to make police and fire siren noises themselves, but probably still did if my children are any indication. Technic computer control sets are released. Set... 1090 Technic Control 1 and 1092 Technic Control 2 allow users to hook their builds up to a computer to control the motors and lights. These would be the first attempts at creating Lego robotic building system. Pretty cool for 1986. Well, really cool because uh, I like the idea that they Lego says, hey, we're going to build an expensive toy that you can hook up to the very, very, very expensive thing yeah. that your parents <laughs> have bought already. Um, and I, I think it was designed for... Um, Kids of divorced parents. <laughs> Sounds about right. It's like, hey. It was my, the 80s, so probably. My, my daddy's not always around, but check this out. When you come to my house, you can. <laughs> Good times. By 1987, Lego had grown to over 6,000 employees. Lego products are now selling in 115 markets. Uh, now, the Lego office in South Africa is closed. Because it's 1987, and people are starting to realize that apartheid maybe not the best uh, system. Hmm. Happier news, the Legoland monorail opens at Legoland Bieland. Colorful cars carry passengers 4 meters, or 13 feet, off the ground for a panoramic view of the park. That's pretty nice. I don't know. Every time I look at it, I think of the Simpsons episode with the monorail. Even though it looks nothing like that. Yeah. But it's it's very much a monorail. 1988 sees Lego open a new factory in Billund, dubbed... Cornermarken, due to its street address. Uh, the first official LEGO World Cup building championships are held in Beeland in August. 38 children from 17 different countries take part. No one thought to record who won or how. Could not find it anywhere. I. They were children. They came to Beeland, They participated. It was a World Cup. Not important. Nope. Because it's all about the play. That's right. This was also the year that LEGO Canada is established. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Finally, Samsonite's not quite 99 year, but kind of a really long time still when you yeah. get down to it, at least in Canada, they're uh, they're gone. And yeah. Lego's like, hey, maybe we should have an office in Canada now. It was 99 years in Lego math. That's right. So. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Lego also begins to manufacture and distribute their own clothing line, something hmm. the world was just clamoring for. Yeah. You know... I want to put bricks on my shirt. Well... <laughs> No, if only it was that, that, that cool. dream. That was a dream. Yes, but would you like to put pictures of bricks on your shirt? Now I would. And would you like those shirts to be first-party manufactured? In the late 80s, probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, in 1989, the Educational Products Department changes its name to Lego Dacta. The word dacta derives from the Greek word didactic, meaning the study of the purpose, means, and substance of learning and the learning process. Sounds cool like Technic. Which... By the way, you have to hand it to the Greeks for having a word that means that, just in general. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, Now, Dr. Seymour Peppert becomes Lego Professor of Learning Research, Hmm. which you have to admit, you're getting business cards made up with that. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, He earns the title due to his ongoing work in linking the logo programming language with Lego products. Wow. I'm very excited that it's Logo and Lego, Yeah, and I got through that sentence. He got that job due to a typo, probably. Probably. The first Lego Dacta Center opens in Legoland, giving children a chance to learn while they play in the theme park. Oh, Lego. Well, Dacta sounds cool. It also doesn't sound fun. It sounds kind of dangerous. Like I'm gonna enter uh, some I don't know call center. Like I don't sure what "dacta" well, feels but, like as a word. If but you don't it know, probably it feels routes. more like if they'd opened the Lego educational products department. Yeah, that's true. That doesn't sound good either. No. <laughs> that's like uh, oh, those are the things my parents try to get me to play with. Where's Dacta? Yeah. You're like what's that? Oh, we just hook up. LEGO doesn't to, sound like a brainwashing center. We just hook up Lego to the computers. Don't you think you'd be like, yeah, no, I'm there. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, let me do that in 1989. Yeah. Ole Kirk Christensen is inducted into the Toy Industry Hall of Fame. Not bad for a carpenter that only started making toys as a way to keep his wood shop from going out of business. Um, now, there's no word yet on whether the Toy Industry Hall of Fame has burned to the ground. I'd knock on wood, but we replaced everything with ABS in case um, there's a fire. I'm a little worried that having Ole there is just, it's not a good sign. That's a- uh, in other news, Lego Futura adds an office in Boston. The last of the classic lines, Pirates, is released this year. American children's eyes just miss out on being shot out by working cannons. Uh, For more on that, you can check out our LEGO Pirates episode. Several different sources tell me that by 1990, the LEGO Group is now one of the world's 10 largest toy manufacturers, and the only one in Europe, the others being American or Japanese. Unfortunately, I've been unable to find an any actual list of the top ten white companies of 1990, hmm. uh, so you can choose to believe that fact or not. Well, it sounds like an internet fact, which it, is uh, supported by its re- repeatability. Absolutely, it's it's one of those things. I'm like, I found this statistic, oh. this fact on about 40 different websites. Yeah, but a lot of them look like they copied and pasted. Well, control C, control V. Is, <laughs> yes, that's called fact checking. Internet research. <laughs> internet research. 1990 is also the year Godfrey Kirk Christensen celebrates his 70th birthday on July 6th. Lego Beeland sets a record on September 4th, 1990, as they surpass 1 million visitors in a single year for the first time. Wow. Uh, That's pretty good. Lego Malaysia is established, uh, and Lego Publishing is once more renamed to Lego Licensing, which makes a lot more sense because now you can cover more than just books. Yeah, Lego licensing. Lego licensing. That what else sense. is going to be called? That makes sense. Uh, at least it's not like Lego licensing LCC. Or... Well, again, it's 1990. Computers are taking over the world, right. and they see the future. They're like, oh, there's going to be stuff coming. We don't know about it, but let's just let's keep our options open. I'm uh, pretty sure Lego knows about it because they have you know all the Lego Futura divisions. This is true. So they're al- going. They also have all the shirts, so they know. That's wh- right, all the shirts. Uh, 1991 sees the Hotel Vis-a-Vis in Beeland get renovated and renamed hotel legoland that a makes bit sense. more on the nose i'd yeah. say that's pretty good lego now has 7550 employees wow uh, it seems like not that long ago they hit 6000 and then 5000 let's just say they're doing all right yeah in 1991 the number of molding machines in the five lego factories reaches 1000 my my brain just stopped yes I can't even... Just cranking out it. the ABS yeah. bricks. Uh, and then Lego Futura adds an office in Tokyo, hmm. which uh, it's, when I read that, I'm like, how do they not have an office in Tokyo before this? Because when I think of Futura, I think of Tokyo. Yeah. And maybe that's because I, of when I grew up. <laughs> I don't know. I, I suspect. In 1992, two Lego world records are set the longest Lego railway line construction measuring out at 545 meters or 1,788 feet uh, of Lego rails with three model locomotives. The world's largest Lego castle is built on Swedish television. It was put together from more than 400,000 Lego bricks. The castle itself clocks in at 4.45 meters by 5.22 meters or 14 and a half by 17 feet. And that program lasted six years, <laughs> 97 episodes. Yeah, I'm a little... I, I read how, things like what? that. I'm assuming was it, it was just... on a Swedish television? I, I, like how... how I'm assuming you, that it was just revealed. Right. Like they put the last few yeah. bricks on, like, huzzah. Yeah, right. Um, because otherwise, like... No matter how much you love Lego as a child, you would tune out at some point. Welcome to the Lego Castle program. (laughs) Although Swedish is a cool language. Mm. So it might, you know, it it might have... sounded really awesome. The second Lego World Cup final is held in Bieland that August, with 32 children participating from 11 countries, down in numbers from the first World Cup four years earlier. Lego Japan is established. Lego Hungary is established. Lego makes its first attempt at cracking the Chinese market. And they have their first Lego show in Russia. The Lego Imagination Center is opened in the Mall of America, which Canadians don't like because it, it took away from West Edmonton Mall as the biggest mall. Boo-hoo. You're not, you're not upset about this mall domination? I am not. The mall. <laughs> the mall arms race? The mall arms race does not concern me. You might be dead to me now. <laughs> West, West Edmonton Mall is a big mall. It doesn't play an important part in my life. I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. Jammy jams. All this points towards uh, continued growth, but from this point on, Lego profits would begin to decline year to year. Dun 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 dun. Uh oh. Is this the part? Is this the uh, the act in our series where things just start getting rough and dark and things just turned? Yep. Terrible. Terrifying. Absol- absolutely. Uh oh. This is this is non firebased darkness. I'm a little scared. You should be. Hold on to your pants. Just in general, that's a good rule. 1993 sees Lego build a massive Duplo factory in Willisau, Switzerland. The 1960 license awarded to textile manufacturer Coltards expires, paving the way for Lego to set up their own sales organization, Lego UK Limited. With apartheid waning in South Africa, Lego reopens their Lego sales office there. And in cooperation with the department store Gum, a massive Lego build event takes place in the Red Square in Moscow. Hmm. And uh, Lego launches their kids' wear line. Diversified. To which I'm like, who were they selling clothing to previous to this if it wasn't kids' wear? Tourists at Legoland? Yeah, maybe that was all it was. Yeah. I don't... In 1994, the United Nations Refugee Agency launched a very successful worldwide ad campaign featuring images of Lego minifigures. Um, And they were very cool. We'll have a couple of them on our uh, website. Uh, Lego Mexico was established. The first ever Lego TV campaign starts in China. Lego begins using email to speed communication between Lego Japan and Billund. Now, for our youngest listeners, email was like text, but before everybody had phones. Yeah. (laughs) Is that a good description of it? Well, we had phones, but they were on our walls. Right. And they had I, some were cordless. Some were cordless. You could move like Stop to a, about a separate room. I know. just like the idea that there's somebody out there going, e- email? E- email hasn't always been around. I thought Edison was responsible for email. Email's that thing that my grandma uses. Yeah. Lego now employs 8,880 people worldwide. Uh, Kield Kirk Christensen is appointed Knight of the Order of Dannenborg. And Lego Bellevue debuts. And I... I just... I can't. Um, Listen to our Lego and the Trouble with Girls episode if you want to know more about that. I feel like I've talked way too much on Lego Bill. All you can do when you say Belleville, you move on as quickly as possible. On July 13th, 1995, Gottfried Kirk Christensen passes away. Gottfried transformed Lego from a regional toy company into a large international firm. His son, Kield, would now have to guide the company without his father's influence. To see how truly worldwide LEGO's reach now was, look no further than the fact that in 1995 would see LEGO events and exhibitions take place in Latvia, Peru, Hungary, Switzerland, Denmark, Greenland, the USA, Canada, Italy, and Ecuador. There are weekly LEGO TV programs on national television in Latvia and Lithuania. LEGO Belgium and LEGO Netherlands join forces to become LEGO Benelux. This year, would also see Lego product development department, Lego Futura, grow to more than 240 employees. Wow. Yeah, so at this point, the group responsible for developing the parts and products is way bigger than the company was as a whole in 1957. That's awesome. In 1996, Lego.com is launched, and if you want to see what the height of internet technology looked like in 1996... We have a beautiful image of that uh, on our on our website. Uh, new new development department SPU Darwin is established to work on the development of software based on and related to Lego products. Legoland Beeland has seen more than 25 million visitors since its opening. Uh, Legoland Windsor, the first Legoland family park outside Denmark, opens on March 29th. By 1997, Lego was starting to really embrace technology. Um, set 8479 barcode multiset they still had not learned the ability to name a set barcode multiset that's (laughs) Uh, it allowed you to build a garbage truck from the included cd-rom instructions as well as a programmable barcode reader that allows you to activate the different functions on the build such as uh, to move the front claw of the garbage truck or to tip the garbage bin Lego Island, the first Lego video game, is released, establishing the now-common Lego digital humor that you've come to expect as you help Pepperoni deliver pizza and catch crooks. The Lego Imagination Center opens in Disney Village, Florida. And the first Lego Mindstorms Learning Center opens at the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago. The Consumer Service Center Beeland and Consumer Service Center Americas are established, so now people can phone in and complain about things over 300,000 children participate at a Lego event in Moscow. That is just an insane number to me. That's a terrifying number. That's enough children to take over a government. I like that, I like that it's like a thou, more than a thousand times the number of people that live in the place where the toy is made that's are participating in, a, in an event. Uh, Lego Kidswear Shop opens in Oxford Street, London. So that's good. <laughs> a store dedicated to Lego clothing that seems like the place to put it yes uh lego scala makes a comeback aren't you excited james what <laughs> except this time instead of being customizable jewelry because that would be a terrible idea it's launched as a direct barbie competitor with fashion dolls and simply built doll houses so they might see some writing on a wall somewhere <laughs> <laughs> you can tell things are going good uh, 1998 is the low point of keald's reign as ceo for the first time ever, Lego the Lego group faces a deficit and is forced to lay off a thousand employees. In May, there is an urgent recall of the Lego Prima Ladybird Rattle from end consumers and retailers after it is discovered that there is a risk of it lodging in small children's throats. Eee. So as we discussed earlier, when making toys for infants, mm. it's all about not choking them. That seems to be the big one. That's like prerequisite number one. Snap is introduced as an alternative to complicated Lego Technic builds, figuring, you know, modern kids didn't want to spend all this time building realistic and detailed vehicles, but would rather quickly build extreme bare-bones vehicles out of a few pieces. Sounds rad. It would be canceled the next year. Yeah. Uh, The brand statement, Just Imagine, ellipses, is introduced into the Lego universe. Hmm. Now, as every corporation knows... Changing your brand statement is the surest way out of an economic slump. Just do it. I mean, just just imagine. Just imagine, dot, dot, dot. I like that. It's very open-ended. It's like, yeah. just imagine we don't make it through the year. <laughs> Probably really insp- inspired some employees. Hey, we just laid off a thousand of you. Just imagine. Just imagine if we hadn't. <laughs> just imagine how much worse it's going to get. A new Lego logo-, logo was also presented. It is a graphically... Tightened version of the logo used for the past 25 years. So, uh, if changing your brand statement doesn't help, then the only other thing to do to fix uh, your company is to alter your logo by making subtle tweaks. Problem solved. Lego is back on track, right? It's the late 90s, man. It's all about your brand. It's all about your brand. Yeah, forget the product. It's yeah, the brand, man. Exactly. It's brand. Um, things are not all doom and gloom for Lego, though, as 1998 would also see the Japanese Emperor and the Empress visit Legoland Beland. Lego would also release the set that would go on to sell more units than any other Lego set, Lego Mindstorms. Developed in collaboration with the MIT Media Lab and named after Professor Papert's 1980 book, this set would go on to sell over one million units. Wow. Lego also released the following software titles this year. Lego Creator, allowing kids to play with digital Lego. Lego Chess, because you have to have a computer chess program. And Lego Loco, because you also have to have a train game. This is computer game law. I think so. Yes. In 1999, the Lego Group undergoes restructuring. This results in the loss of 1,000 more jobs. Despite the restructuring, some good things happened for Lego in 1999. Legoland California opens in Carlsbad, Southern California. The Lego Brick is named one of the Products of the Century by Fortune Magazine. The Lego World Shop opens on the internet. The first Lego store opens in the Blue Water Center in Dartford, London, England. Lego Mindstorms Robotic Invention System 1.5 is released. And Lego signs an agreement with Lucasfilms for the right to produce sets based on Star Wars. The Lego Star Wars theme almost didn't happen as there was a lot of internal debate inside the company about whether the brand would be okay with boxes appearing in stores with the word war so closely beside the Lego brand. Hmm. The year 2000, the distant future, starts with the British Association of Toy Retailers naming the Lego brick Toy of the Century. The company mission and fundamental beliefs are being revised too. Children are our role models. Ellipses. Got to have those ellipses. Got to have the like. I, what? What did they take out of that sentence? That was somebody's big addition in the meeting. You know what would make this better? We just bring keep the ellipses. Get rid of everything else. Children are our role models, except for learning how to drive. Don't do that. It's a very no. bad idea. Or operating any kind of heavy machinery. Uh, running a government, probably not a good idea. Human rights, they're not the best at that. Yeah, But just let them play. Let just them, let them play. Let them play. Yes, children are our role models if we treat them like children. Is that the... I think that's, that's it. too wordy. Um, you can guess that Lego has not completely turned around its economic fortunes if they're messing with the company mission statement. The Lego group runs a $1 billion Danish krona deficit. Dollar Danish krona. That was really good. That's <laughs> good. I messed that up really nicely. $1 billion, <laughs> One billion Danish krona. krona and I think you have to say Danish Krona, because there might be another Krona. No, I don't know. No There's idea. a Krona, but I feel like that's not a basis <laughs> of economic stability. <laughs> not for most people. No. Anyway, things are bad. But they're not all bad, as the Lego group signs a partnership deal with Warner Brothers relating to the launch of Lego products based on Harry Potter's magic universe. The Lego Studios line launches with the Steven Spielberg movie maker set, teaching brick filmmaking to an entirely new generation of children and adults. A new Lego factory opens in Kladno, Czech Republic. Lego Mindstorm's robotic invention system 2.0 is released in Japan. In 2001, Lego manages to once again turn their deficit back into a profit. Lego closes their Bar Switzerland decorating, assembling, packaging, and warehousing plant. Uh, More Lego software is released, Lego My World, and Lego Island 2, the Brickster's Revenge. Lego Serious Play. A powerful tool designed to enhance innovation and business performance is unveiled by the ironically struggling company. Uh, Lego Mindstorms Robotic Invention System 2.0 is released in the rest of the world, and the Lego Mindstorms robot Jitter is sent into orbit around the Earth with the International Space Station. By 2002, a still-struggling Lego once again changes their brand statement, moving from Just Imagine to Play On. I guess they realized if they asked children to Just Imagine... Kids don't need to have any Lego. Exactly. You know, because they can just imagine it. Uh, The Lego Duplo brand is replaced by the Lego Explorer brand, covering all preschool activities. Lego brand retail stores open in Cologne, Germany, Milton Keys, England, and Moscow, Russia. And Legoland Deutschland opens in Gusenburg, Germany. Nope. Gusenburg, Germany. You do all the German words. That's like a rule. Gunsbrug. The Beelan Airport opens a new passenger terminal. And Galador, perhaps the single most hated LEGO theme ever created. And that's saying something because, you know, Scala is launched. Uh, LEGO not only went heavily into production on this new line, they also co-funded the CGI cartoon that would appear on Fox Kids as a half-hour commercial for the product. The idea for this line stems from LEGO's internal research that modern kids don't want to waste time building, but just want to get down to play with the action figures. But since they are a construction toy company, they still wanted some construction elements to the toy. So they made it so that you could swap out parts from one character to another, say an arm or a head. This theme really deserves its own episode, so I will gladly move on for now. Um, Just know that the world at large really didn't respond to this product. In 2003, Lego decides that when translating minifigs from existing forms of media, the minifig will now have a more realistic skin tone. Now they can finally include Lando Calrissian in the Star Wars set. The Lego group signs the UN Global Compact Initiative, committing to adopt sustainable and socially responsible policies. Then they release click a new jewelry design system for girls that, unlike the original Scala, had almost no crossover compatibility with the regular Lego system, thus ensuring landfills will be full of a lot of useless Clicket parts once the kids see how bad this idea is, this would be the last non-LEGO LEGO product as change was about to come. In 2004, the LEGO Group announces the results of 2003. A huge deficit. Owner and CEO Keld Kirk Christensen heads up the building of an action plan to turn around the company. In October, he appoints jurgen Vig Wig-Nerdstorp as the new CEO of the company. Can JVK turn around this ailing company? Are modern children just not into playing with analog toys in a digital world? Tune in next time to find out. And let me know what you think. Leave a comment on the website or hit me up on Twitter. I'm at stillsorting. And until next week, I've been James. And I'm Jeff.